Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the League of Evil Moms. <laughs> I am sitting in my closet as I record this and I am Nobukosi Mafu. On this show, I aim to create a supportive community specifically for African moms raising their beautiful brown skin babies so far from the lands we call home. In Canada, Australia, Sweden, Malaysia, Dubai, we are all over the world. We're going to talk about what it's like to raise our children outside the motherland, far away from the families, the cultures, and the communities that informed who we are today and how we show up in the world. You know it's not always easy. You know about it especially in a world that, for the most part, has been designed to exclude our children from meaningful and fair participation. It's a fact. But together, I know we can provide each other with the support and tools that will empower us to empower our children so that when they step out into the world, they can do so with their chests proud and their chins high, knowing that they have the power to create the success they desire. This podcast is first and foremost for my African mamas. I am you. I love you. But it's also for anyone with children, anyone who loves children, anyone who knows of children, has ever seen children, or even knows how to spell the word children. (laughs) In fact, the only people for whom this podcast is not is children. Sorry, little friends. This is also the part where I mention that here at the League of Evil Moms podcast, you will sometimes hear the occasional curse word. Oh, and that's because this is serious shit we're talking about here, you guys. It's serious, serious shit. (sighs) So, to the new listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here that, in fact, I would like you to please, wherever you are, stand up so the League can see who you are and welcome you. Yes, just like we're at church. And if you're already a congregant of the League, I invite you to send our new listeners an energetic welcome. Can I get an amen? Ah! Now, before we get into this week's episode titled Nurturing Your Child's Talent, I want to invite you to follow me on Twitter. Yes! The League is on Twitter. Uh, I am at Auntie Coconut. And remember to share the pod with your family, your friends. 
And if you haven't reviewed or rated this show yet, you know God doesn't like a hater. So get on it! Again, on Twitter, I'm at Auntie Coconut. That's Auntie with a Y, not an I-E. And finally, before we get into this week's episode, I want to let you know that there is a new blog post on my blog, Wednesdayschild.com. Like I mentioned last week, there's a little tricky trick to the way Wednesday's Child is spelt. You're going to type it in, then you are going to remove all the vowel, <laughs> all the vowels, all of them. That's two E's, one A, one I, Wednesdayschild.com. If you don't remove the vowels, you'll be taken to some other weird Wednesday's child who I guarantee is not as nice and sweet like me. (laughs) On Wednesdayschild.com, mywednesdayschild.com, there are already two blog posts on there. The first one is on raising resilient children. The second one is on nurturing your child's talent. I encourage you. I invite you. Go check it out. Have a read. Everyone that's read it so far has enjoyed it. And I think you will too. So what's Wednesday's Child about anyway? Well, it is a digital gathering space that I am in the process of creating, and it's all about community, curiosity, and adventure. Now, Wednesday's Child is still growing, and I would love for you to be a part of this community because I know, I know, I know we are going to do great things. Seriously, watch this space. Visit Wednesdayschild.com, sign up for the bi-weekly blog posts, and never miss a single one. Why? Because FOMO is a son of a bitch. I swear. Now, again, that's Wednesdayschild.com, minus the vowels, that's two E's, one A, one I, and on Twitter, I am at AuntieCoconut.com. No, just Auntie Coconut. (laughs) Damn! This was actually almost as long as those church announcements. Yeah, you know the ones. (laughs) So, fellow child raisers, you know the drill. Get comfortable. Grab yourself a fat glass of wine or a pint of beer or eat the... eh. Man, get you some whiskey if them kids really been trying it with you. I know how they can get. Grab whatever you need. Get settled, get comfy, because the League of Evil Moms has assembled. Give yourself a break. Mama, dad, whoever, auntie, whoever you are listening, you do a lot. You do a lot, so here on Give Yourself a Fucking Break, I want us to take a minute, literally just one minute, and I invite you to join me for a quick minute of meditation. So wherever you are, get centered. If you can, close your eyes if it feels like something you want to do, and I invite you to take a Deep breath in through your nose for one, two, three, and hold it for one, two, 
Three, now let it out through your mouth. For one, two, three. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you will also remember to take those little moments for you during the week to just center, come back, take care of yourself for those micro minute meditations before you re-engage and do the amazing job that I know you are doing. Okay, now back to the show. So this week we are talking about nurturing your child's talent. Uh, Think about it for a moment. Have you noticed any uh, special talents that your child has? And did you have a special talent as a child? Or do you have a special talent that you discovered as a child? You know, some of our talents we discover as adults. um, But was there anything that you were really, really into as a child? and wanted to do all the time or something you were super interested in and wanted to learn more about. Do you ever wonder what kind of life you might have had if you had wholeheartedly pursued that thing, like developed that talent? Have you ever given any thought, like where where would you be today? You know, because I believe that the talents we are born with, that they are the tools that the creator gifted us with. And that's why we refer to it as being gifted. You know, these talents, these gifts, I believe they were given to us by the creator and we are meant to use them to build a rich and beautiful life that will be a source of light to the world. I really believe that. And right at the start, I want to make it clear that I firmly believe that talent without hard work will only get you so far. You know, we see incredible people like LeBron James, like Beyonce, you know, these multimillionaires who leverage their talents to, you know, accomplish their wildest dreams. I don't believe it was just talent that got them there. It was talent plus a shitload of hard work, you know, but, but that, you know, the creator gives us the starting blocks, these talents that are unique to us. They are as different and multitudinous as we are and everybody else that has ever walked on this planet. We all have talents. In fact, when I was a child, um, I I noticed that I really had this like natural natural knack like for dancing. I am a natural born dancer. And when I was a child, I was very crisp and clear in my mind that I wanted to be a choreographer. I remember as a boarder at Whitestone in grade seven, I would do little choreography dances and we would stand on our lockers and lip sync to Backstreet Boys. (laughs) 
<laughs> I still love to dance. Um, if you know me, I love to dance. Your girl loves to twerk. In fact, you should actually check out my Instagram. It's called The Twerking Traveler, and I twerk all over the world. Peru, Mexico. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I have considered it, and I do love to twerk. Um, and when I was a kid, um, I was actually part of an all cousins traditional dance troupe. We used to dance Ischigicha, I kid you not. And Ischigicha is a Ndebele tribal dance. And we actually trained in Wulawayo at Amakosi Theater. And we would be booked to dance for money at weddings. Um, funny enough, though, we never saw a single penny of that money. Like... Our manager, uh, yeah, she <laughs> she managed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love dancing. I also did ballet, ballroom dancing, modern dancing. And in high school, my friends and I, uh, we would choreograph these dances and perform at talent shows. I, I loved it so much. And dancing is one of the many things I got to explore as a child and discover as a talent. I also got the chance to try out every sport. I'm, I'm even trying to think. I think the only sport I didn't play in high school was basketball. And the only reason I didn't play was because my schedule was so full with other sports. But I tried out and played every sport that I could. And I was so fortunate. My mom was really supportive of anything and everything I wanted to try. I'm talking horseback riding, violin, pottery, you name it, I did it. And I think it's got a lot to do with how I am today. I am a generally um, adventurous person. I'm willing to try just about anything once, even some things really that I have no business trying. Like this one time when I lived in the Okanagan, I decided to do this cliff jump. I was 29 and I wanted to do something exciting before I turned 30. Hey, exciting. I almost broke my ass, you guys. I jumped off a cliff that I kid you not was about at least 30 feet high into Kalamalka Lake. I landed on my bum and bruised my, yo, it's like, it's, you know what? It's, it's NSFW, but I'm gonna, <laughs> if enough of you follow me on Twitter, I'll actually, I'll actually post the picture of how bruised my butt was. But anyway, my point is I will try anything about wands. I'm very curious. And my mom, she indulged most of my curiosities. She was very supportive. She'd buy me the gear. She'd sign me up. She'd pay the fees. And even when I was about five or six, I remember my father suggesting that I take tennis lessons because he noticed I would play for hours and hours by myself against the wall. And to this day, tennis is my favorite sport and I still play tennis. So my parents nurtured my talents and I then applied my skills to some of them. Some of them I, 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 you know, I didn't particularly care to pursue, but the ones that I did, you know, I kept at it. Hockey was one of them. I trained really hard for hockey. I played on the provincial team for field hockey. I was uh, selected to play on the national team for U16. And 
this is one of the things, this, this idea of nurturing your child's talents. It's one of the things that I have reached back into my childhood for and brought into my manual of motherhood that I use today. You know, when Awami was a child, I learned to pay attention to the kinds of things that that caught his attention and transported him to another world. For a while, it was trains, you know, like Thomas, the tank engine. We would buy those sets and we would spend time building the train tracks and he knew all the trains' names. Then it was Hot Wheels and he knew all of those cars' names and he would play and play and play. And then it was playing the guitar with his dear Uncle William. Uncle William was this lovely, lovely man that we went to church with. And he was a, an amazing guitar player and singer that used to lead praise and worship. And Awami wanted a, a guitar. So we got him a little guitar and he would, you know, play, try and play along with, with Uncle William or try to imitate Uncle William. And then after the guitar, there was a dinosaur stage. And like many children that go through a dinosaur phase, he too wanted to be a paleontologist. So we got books on dinosaurs. Man, we got so many books on dinosaurs. And we got to learn the names of so many dinosaurs. Uh, Awami's been to the Royal Tyrell Museum in Alberta, where they have actual dinosaur skeletons. You know, after the paleontologist phase, after the dinosaur phase, then there was a Lego phase. And that led to an obsession with soccer. He played soccer for several years. I remember one of one of his birthdays, he actually had uh, a Barcelona birthday cake. <laughs> he loved it. FIFA, you name it. Owami was, soccer was his middle name. He played on various clubs and teams. And then one day he decided, oh, I think I've had enough of soccer. I would like to play basketball. And that's where he's finally settled. Owami is an avid basketball player. He works extremely hard. Owami will spend all day shooting hoops and not even, not even think to eat. Or, or even drink water. He's obsessed. He loves it. And honestly, I am kind of hoping that will be my retirement plan. So, hey, NBA, here we come. Siawuya, we're coming. <laughs> but over the years, from my childhood and from Awami's childhood and my motherhood, what I've learned is that when we nurture our child's curiosity first, we teach them that exploration is safe and that exploration is an important and necessary part of learning about the wondrous world around us, but also about learning who we are. You know, when our kids are curious, they often express it through play. And when that curiosity is met with criticism or indifference or unkindness, it can really severely stunt a child's curiosity, you know, and close them off from the big and wondrous world around them. Curiosity, I think it's like 
It's like the fertilizer in the soil of the child's mind. You know, it 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 pushes your child to be like, why, 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 why? And as annoying as those why questions can be, they're actually indicative of a curiosity that's healthy and is eager to grow, which is all normal. It's how children learn about the world. It's how they learn about themselves. It's how you get to learn about them. And it's one of the first steps in uncovering their talents so that those talents can shine, so that they can be known and nurtured. You know, a child with a healthy sense of curiosity is a happy and fun and interesting child. Really, there really is. You know, I've met some children who are like super boffins in like a really specific thing, like children who know all about, um, let's say, NBA championship history. They just have a knack for remembering things and stats and numbers, and they merge it with their love of basketball or kids that are really into rocks. You know, they have an a, an eye or a talent for analysis and and matching facts and like figuring things out. So when we meet our children's curiosity with genuine interest and we encourage it, encourage it, we build their self-esteem, their confidence. Again, there's that theme that keeps coming up in every single episode. This idea that it's our responsibility to help build our children's self-esteem and their self-confidence and also let them know that pursuing interests is actually an admirable thing. It's a super, super cool thing. But there has to be a balance that we strike, you know, between being supportive and taking over the mission. You know, especially, I think, especially when the child's interest or talents lean in the direction that we want them to take in the first place, they can be the danger of hijacking the mission and then like maybe you start living vicariously through your child because maybe it's something you wanted to do as a child but didn't get to and then you kind of like take over and you know you end up you know commandeering the effort and you know sometimes that can that can stifle your child's um, curiosity for something if it's no longer about them and it becomes about you so discovering your child's talent, helping them discover their talents with that nurturance of the, of the curiosity. It's really important. And then the next step is to strike that balance. You know, be supportive. Be there when they need you, when they come for questions, when they need help. Hey, mom, can we go to the library and get a book on Roman history? Because I'm really into Roman history. You know, that's a great way to support your child. Um, or, you know, connecting them with resources. If you don't know much about the, what they're interested in, the thing that they're interested in, you can always, you know, 
connect them. <laughs> I couldn't find the word there for a second. Connect them to the kind of resources that can help them along on this journey of curiosity and learning and uncovering their talents. Another way you can nurture your child's talent is to model for them, model being a beginner. So, you know, you can find your talent. A child can find their talent. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, talent will only take you so far. It'll only take you so far. So at some point, you need to engage that discipline and that dedication that you will then nurture your talent with to get and hone a skill. And so sometimes, you know, it can be uncomfortable to be a beginner, uncomfortable to to not know how to do something, to make mistakes, to fall down. It can be uncomfortable. Like I was a child that pretty much every sport um, that I took up, I was pretty good at it. Like it, it usually didn't take much for me to get at it, to, you know, to, to become like a novice at it, but to become good, I had to show up for practice and I had to constantly challenge my skill level, which sometimes sucked. Like if we had a hockey drill that was a little complicated and I didn't quite get it, you know, sometimes you get that feeling of self-consciousness, but when you as the parent can model being a beginner, you know, you could take up something. It could be something as simple as watercolor painting, or maybe you decide you're going to learn how to rollerblade. Let your child watch you be a beginner. Let them watch you fall. Let them watch you fail. And then let them watch, watch you get up and keep moving. That models for your child that one, being a beginner is okay. At some point, everyone was a beginner. And two, you model to them that when you fall down, when you appear to have failed, it's okay. You get up and you keep going. That is all part of nurturing a child's talent, getting them, you know, your child's not going to love everything they try. They're going to try some things and absolutely hate them. Um, like I, I, like I said, I tried a lot of things, but you know, things like netball, I eventually gave up. Um, I gave like squash. I didn't really take too far. You know, there were things that I was like, yeah, I can do this and I could get better at it. I just don't care to. But then the other things that I stuck to, um, I worked at. I worked up, but I was given the opportunity to pick and choose and try different things that builds confidence that makes you feel like, yeah, I, I could give that a go. So model being a beginner for your child, it, it, it encourages them. It shows them that being a beginner is okay. And that falling down just means you got to get back up. And that's all it means. Another way, how, how else can we nurture our child's talents? Especially when that talent now needs to be met with um, discipline and dedication and effort. 
What you can do for your children is hold them accountable to their commitments. And what I mean by that is, supposing your child says, mom, mom, they come home from school one day, they're so excited, they can hardly breathe, they can hardly get the, the words out of their mouth, mom, 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 mom. Yes, honey, mom, I want to, I know what I want to do. I want to take up, I want to become an ice skater. I want to ice skate for Canada one day. So mom, you are nurturing the shit out of that kid's talent. You go out to sport check. You buy them a cute little pair of ice skates. You head out to the rink and it's fun. It's all fun and giggles for the first four or five lessons. And you're watching and you're like, oh, wow this wow you you go girl and then it starts to get a little bit tough and then your little girl starts to say eh, you know ma i don't think i like i don't think i like uh figure skating oh honey why's that well it's just it's just kind of hard no 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 that is not Sorry, that's not a good enough excuse to quit. It's getting hard. Okay, baby, boss up. Hold them accountable to their commitments. Sometimes all somebody needs to push themselves to the next step is somebody else to see them and tell them that, uh-uh, you got this. It's a little challenging right now, but honey, stick to it. Let's keep going. You said you wanted to do this thing. <laughs> Let's keep going. I just spent 120 on those uh, ice skates. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> That's important. Teaching our kids to to commit to something, to to have that discipline to keep going even when it's not so fun anyway. As long as they keep their eyes on the prize, as long as it's really something that you know that they're passionate about, that they enjoy. And it's just that they've just reached a tiny little wall that they feel like they, can, they can't get over. You can be the step stool or the ladder that pushes them lovingly over that hump. Because more often than not, if it is truly something your child is interested in, they'll get over that hump and they'll keep going and they'll keep going. And at the next little wall they come through, they're going to have a little bit more jet fuel in them to push through because they've pushed through before with your support. So hold them accountable. But you know, if you, you know, maybe your kid, your daughter realizes that, no, 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 I, I really, I really don't like this. You know, that's okay too. That's okay too. And maybe you can have a discussion about okay while you know you're in the middle of the sessions how about we stick to it till the end and if you still don't like it by the end that's okay we can move on and try something else because we don't want to we don't want to raise quitters you know because life's tough life's tough and if you're a quitter hey it's gonna be a tough one for you you know we we we've all seen people that unfortunately quit and yeah, that quit lifestyle, it's not the best. So in nurturing our children's talent and nurturing your child's talent, it's important to hold them accountable. Are they rehearsing? Are they practicing? Are they spending the time studying the thing that they said they were interested in? 
hold them accountable. It's part of the way you support their exploration. I'll give you another example. So I told you Awami's really, really into basketball. Um, so I got him a basketball net, one of those ones that you put in the driveway. And Awami, you know, he'd go outside and he'd shoot and shoot and shoot. Um, in the winter months, I, th- I got him a book on sports psychology. Um just to, you know, round out his athletic experience. And every once in a while, I remind him, you know, when he's like, oh, I'm bored. Blah, blah, blah. I say, hey, go and read your book. Go and read your book. You know, he wanted this book, uh, Mamba, the story of Kobe Bryant. Hold him accountable. Like, yo, you're making me buy these books. Are you reading them? You know, getting involved and not letting them slip away from something that you know that they enjoy. But, you know, everybody needs a little bit of encouragement. I know I need encouragement. You need encouragement. We all need encouragement to keep coming back to those things that we know we love, those things that you know your child enjoys. So hold them accountable to their commitments. And then something that I think is very, very, very important. Maybe, maybe the most important, but certainly, I mean, they're all important, but something that's very important in your child's journey of discovering their talents and putting and, and, and honing the skills it takes to leverage those talents is to praise their efforts not the talent or the accomplishment. And that seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? To, to Well, why wouldn't I praise their talents or their accomplishments? And the reason is you want to first praise their efforts because, like I said, talents will not always, talent alone will not always get you to the finish line. It will not alone get you to the accomplishment that you want because it takes a shit ton of work. Serena Williams, yes, she is a talented, amazing athlete, but she did not the become the player that she is just on talent. That woman trained and trained and trained from when she was a child. Same thing with Beyonce. She had talent, yes, but she didn't become the greatest performer alive just on talent. These women bring incredible levels of dedication and discipline to their to their accomplishments. They didn't just rely on talent. And so when you praise your child's efforts, when you say things like, wow, Owami, you worked really, really hard on that math test. You studied really hard. And look at you. You aced it. When you praise their efforts, it shows them that if I work hard, there's not a whole lot that I cannot do. It shows them that when things get tough, It's not because they don't have enough talent or they don't have enough intelligence 
No, it tells them that, oh, I just need to work harder. And I know I'm, I'm good at working hard. And I know I'm good at trying again, because that's what you're going to remind them. You know, when they're struggling with something, saying things like, whoa, that does look tough. But I know that you're going to work hard at it and figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, I'm here and I'm happy to help. Praise them for their efforts. Because honestly, it is the effort that is more important. I'll tell you something that I learned about myself as an adult. My dad, when I was little, he used to tell me all the time, and honestly, he would tell anybody who would give him the time of day how intelligent his baby girl was, how intelligent I was. My daughter, she's very intelligent. That's how my mom says he used to say it. <laughs> and so I grew up knowing that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm this really intelligent kid. And I'll tell you, between grade one and finishing high school, I never struggled with school. I never struggled with school. Any grades that I got weren't that weren't great was literally because I didn't apply myself. I just like was not doing the shit that I had to. But high school was a breeze. And then I hit university. And for the first time in my life, I was really challenged. And I remember thinking and feeling like, oh, damn, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. And for years, until very recently, the my biggest fear, and I might have shared this with a few friends that might be listening, but my biggest fear for the longest time as an adult was that people would figure out that I'm not as smart as they think I am. And so for all my dad's, you know, good intentions, because I know he only said it with good intentions, I wish instead he would have said, my daughter is so hardworking. My daughter gets these great grades because she is so hardworking. Then I believe when I got to university and shit got real, real fast, I would have known that, oh, this is just the time when I dig in and I work my butt off. Like I did eventually figure that out. However, it it was still tough. It took a while to get there. And before I got there, it was scary. There were times I felt like, I don't think I'm going to finish. I don't think I'm going to get this degree. And it was scary. So, you know, praise your child's efforts. No, and not their talents. The talent is a jumping off block. It's a tool. It's one of the sharpest tools that your child has to help them build that beautiful and rich life that you want them to have. Incredible things can happen when children discover their talents at a young age and pursue them. And even more incredible things happen when that talent is nurtured. Who knows? Your child could be the next Michael Jackson, minus all the weird shit, <laughs> or the next Jeff Bezos, or some other world-changing 
innovator. That could be your child. And you have an important, important, important role to play in that journey. So pay closer attention if you aren't already and nurture the fuck out of that talent. Your child will thank you. (laughs) And that's it for episode six, Nurturing Your Child's Talent. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some gems in there that resonated with you. I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends, with your family, with your boss, with that lady at the bus stop. Share with everybody. Seriously, this little light of mine, please, please let it shine. (laughs) And if you would like to add to the discussion on any of the topics discussed on the League of Evil Moms podcast, send me an email at leagueofevilmoms at gmail.com. Again, that email is leagueofevilmoms at gmail.com. And for more on nurturing your child's talent, head on over to my blog, wednesdayschild.com, minus the two E's, the one A and the one I, no vowels. And remember to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Auntie Coconut. Auntie with a Y, not an I-E. And if you haven't done so already, please review and rate the show. I love me some stars, so give me five of them. And when you rate the show, you make it easier for others to find the pod and join us here at the League. Um, yeah. Oh, and join me next week again. I will be joined by a special guest, my dear friend, Nomsa Sivanda. We're going to be talking more about nurturing your child's talent. Nomsa is the mother of an incredibly energetic and sweet little boy named Tavang. Nomsa is wonderful. You won't want to miss it. Trust me, daddy. (laughs) I don't even know where that's from. (laughs) But you won't want to miss it. Okay? So, thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for sticking it out till the end with me. I am Nobukosi Mafu. This has been the League of Evil Moms. We are out. <laughs>